Welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table. This is where we share tips about business and parenting. Being a mom of three, CEO of the award-winning company Easy Daisy's speaker and educator, you're going to learn the tips and secrets of successful and incredible people. Elaine wants you to be inspired, challenged, and motivated, and that person you want your kids to grow up to be. This is Real Talk for Real Life. Hi, welcome to Elaine's Kitchen Table, where we talk about how to create better, how to create better family, health, business, and self. Now, I'm, I'm laughing on the inside because I was just laughing on the outside with my amazing guest as we were just having a, like a little preamble. And we we're talking about stress and kids' stress. And I have three active children who, I mean active as in they're very, you know, involved with starting new jobs and going on their camping field trips and representing their teams on, on national tournaments. And it's, it's just funny because I'm like feeling my child's stress, which they claim to have none. And yet I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm just freaking out over here. So talking about mental health, that is where we're going today. And you know, one in five adults have mental health issues. That is what studies show. And and we're going to hone in on women because it's often women that are less likely to seek health when it comes to mental health. And studies will show that most internalizing disorders like depression, major depression, eating disorders are, are more likely upon women. And my ex my guest today, she's an expert and I'm so thrilled to have her on my show again. And She's going to share her expertise on how to manage your mental health and reduce stress as a working mom, because studies will show that two thirds of full-time working women have children under the age of 18. And my guest today is Dr. Michelle Deering, a licensed psychologist, podcast host of the Mother-Daughter Connection, and she believes that every mother and daughter should have a thriving, a loving relationship. And her refreshing approach has made her a sought-after speaker, online educator, consultant, and so much more. I have her full bio in our show notes, but I want to say welcome, Dr. Deering. Welcome again. Right, right. Thank you so much for having me, Elaine. I am so excited to be here with you. And I told I your your listeners will know as we continue our conversation all the stuff we were talking about beforehand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's so it's so hard for moms. <laughs> you know, even when we're when we talk ahead of the, the recording, I was thinking, oh, we should hit record right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, we're just gonna have to start. we just have to start. And it's all good. So I, I'm excited to have you on again. And, you know, there are my, my listeners, my audience primarily are, are working women who are often moms as well. And, you know, we can all think, okay, yeah, I've got this, you know, put your feet up, drink a little wine, whatever it is, people think they have their remedies. But it doesn't work that way in real life, right? When you're in a heated discussion or the clock is ticking and you need to be in 14 places at the same time, there's a little bit of stress happening for that mom. And just to throw it in there with the pandemic, women are working from home on top of it all. So there's so many things we're going to talk about and I'm excited, excited, and so grateful to have you here, Dr. Michelle, Dr. Deere. Yeah. 
yeah, no, no, it's it's all good. It's all good. As I said, I can totally relate. Our daughters are 21 right now, adulting it out of the house. Um, but I, I, but the, but my clients and 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 the moms that I know uh, are are in the throes of it. Especially, you know, nothing could have anticipated two years ago that we'd have a worldwide pandemic and and and, and the situation where folks are working more at home. Um, and then the and then the, the the majority of it falling on moms. Uh, I've heard so many dads talk about how they didn't appreciate how much their wives did until everyone was in the house. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Those packed lunches don't just populate in the fridge. <laughs> It's such an invention. I I I know that you know our listeners like may feel sometimes like they might be the only one going through what they're going through. So let's talk about what are some of those top triggers that stress out that working mom. So that our listeners are like, yeah, that's me. That's me. I'm not alone in this. Yeah, you know when I hear the word. First off, I just want to back up a little bit. Mm-hmm. When I hear the word triggers, I'm going to get to that word in just a little bit. It's not one of my favorite words, um, but I want folks to at least understand stress. What stress really is? Stress is is when we as an individual perceive that our internal resources are not able to meet the demands of something that's external to us. That's what starts it all. And um, if I were to, you know, I, I always, every, everyone's got their own particular story and I would, I would consider it a, a disservice to kind of just clump everyone into a category and mm-hmm. say, these are it. But I think it's really important for folks to realize that, um, where as when we're assessing and perceiving those external things as being more than what our internal resources can handle, mm-hmm. that's liable to uh, bring up for us certain feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sometimes those feelings are automatic and they happen in our body first, and we don't realize it, but it comes out in we just blurt out things, or we might uh, get short with somebody, <laughs> or yeah. you know. But when you when you peel back the onion a little bit, um, I think that what makes us more prone to stress as women is when we are three things. OK, when we're not aware of what a, of what our needs, wants and desires are. The second thing is when we're not in tune with what our bot with, with with what's going on in our body and its reactions when we don't have what we need, want, and desire. Mm-hmm. And then the third thing is when we've when we've not prioritized our needs, wants, and desires. There are three levels to this. Okay. And those are the three levels that we as moms need to kind of get a handle mm-hmm. on so that the so-called triggers don't control us but that we control it. Love that. I love that so much, right? Like learning to uh, live a, a life by design and not by default, like to be able yes. to, to take charge and plan it out so that you are not being pulled here and pulled there, but you make the choice. 
Yes. You know, it's funny you use that word plant, the phrase planted out. <laughs> it just reminded me of when I was uh, a young professional in the corporate world, right? And I wasn't married or dating anyone at the time, but I remember being very organized about my time and so planful. And I remember talking to one of the vice presidents of this Fortune 500 company where I was working at. And she said to me, you know, you're, you're, you're so structured. And <laughs> I was like, lady, I thought to myself, I was like, lady, <laughs> ease up your role here. What are you getting on my case? I thought the whole thing was for me to be organized. But she said something that I didn't appreciate until years later. She said, the, the, the benefit of having a schedule is so that you can be flexible. Yes. And it, it, when she said it at the time, I didn't get it until several years later. But this whole planfulness thing, it's all about... Um, uh, Preparing yourself as much as possible so that you can make informed decisions because life happens. You know, you and I were just talking off air, <laughs> all the stuff that's on the on your plate, stuff happens. But if we don't at least know what our needs, wants and desires are to begin with and haven't been honest with ourselves, then when something happens and those desires, needs or wants are not met, it's going to throw us for a loop, but we won't have a handle on it and be able to put words around it. Okay. Same thing when we don't attend to what's going on in our body. And you've heard me say before, my big thing is for us to learn how to pause, to consider what's going on in our body. Yes. Right? <laughs> word pause. Just pause. Love it. <laughs> you know, so when we're not in tune with that, then it's going to make us more susceptible to put off the ache and pain that we may need to be attending to with a physician and catch it early mm. as opposed to just continue to go forward and not attend to it. When we haven't prioritized our needs, wants, and desires, then we let everybody else's agenda take over and then get resentful and then more stressed and Absolutely. So, that, so that kind of brings me to like, you know, if I had to kind of just distill it down to, okay, what do we as women really want? I'm sorry, really desire, like what trips us up is when we're not feeling valued, mm -hmm. when we're not, when we don't know that we know that we know that we're competent. Hmm. And when we don't believe we have potential, like we see something in the future that we don't think is possible or that something might, you know, derail it. Those are the three things that I think it, when when I've peeled back the onion on the different clients that I've worked with, it's like it usually boils down to one of those three things that will then trip a, a mom up, i.e. trigger a mom in the moment when stuff's piled on and you have to, and you feel like you feel like you're going in different directions because you think you have to go in all directions mm -hmm. as opposed to do some alternative things, which I know we'll get into. Oh, absolutely. You're, you're touching on so many points of, uh, I just want to say, amen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what you may not know, Dr. Jerry is, is I had, um, a stroke four years ago, which caused me mm. to lose my left side and impair my speaking. Mm. Um, but uh, I learned so many valuable lessons during seven months of stroke rehab, where I, I learned to take control of my stuttering and reuse my left hand because I'm left-handed. So completely humbling experience of learning how to hold a fork and mm. 
penciling and all that fun stuff. But I learned many of those lessons that you are touching upon that helped me realize I, I can't be pulled here and there. I cannot be directed by mom guilt or people pleasing or the need to do everything because everything is urgent and important when in fact very little in fact is very urgent or important mm. but like like you were saying is um i i like when you went from the start of what you were discussing about having internal resources so that we can face those external demands or requests mm-hmm. But learning to say no, like learning to understand that what you are touching upon on, you know, being not aware or in tune or uh, not prioritizing our own desires, needs, wants. Because when we realize that we should be putting our time and energy into uh, that which, you know, matters to our heart, to to what we most care about then you will realize very little is important or urgent. And then you can make those choices that that are not demands that are pulling you here and there, but mm-hmm. you made the choice to say, yes, not I have to, but I choose to, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, oh, totally, totally hear you on that. It's like the difference between you know, having a reaction, we all have reactions, but there's mm-hmm. a difference between reactions and responses. Responses require some intentionality and thought, uh, which is mm-hmm. kind of just taking back control over well, time, your whatever it is that's going on. Yes. Well, I'm excited to ask you my next question as you're touching <laughs> how to take back that control. So in your vast expertise and experience, you you, I know, have several recommendations, whether it's three or five ways to that, create that healthy mental space for that working mom. And, you know, so that we don't lose our minds. <laughs> <laughs> you can't lose our minds. <laughs> no. No, what, what would you say are some of your top strategies? Yeah, uh, I boil it down to five things. Um, and again, the, the goal here now is to create space for ourselves. And first and foremost, and not to sound like a broken record, but I'm going to sound like a broken record. We need to learn how to pause, to Mm. consider not just our behavior. I'm going to say the body of our behavior. Mm -hmm. Okay. Cause it starts in the body. All right. And as you, you, uh, so poignantly pointed out, you know, what happened for you, um, their moms all over the place. Uh, you know, they say that, Guys are less inclined to go to, say, a medical doctor. Moms, I'm not just talking women, I'm just talking moms, don't make the time to attend to themselves in that regard. So it's going to be important, one, to pause to consider what's going on in your body of behavior. And then secondly, and this one is is got a threefold part to it. I call it take um, attending to the nuffs. They're the these lovely nuffs that we need to snuff, which are, (laughs) you know, the feeling not good enough, either you or something that you've done is not good enough or that you're not doing enough. And I think the most insidious one is when we have a sense of not being enough. Mm. Um, And so those need to be attended to because it's those three things that get us on that treadmill of, of, 
of what I call overcompensating for the feelings that we feel in terms of mommy guilt. Because somewhere along the line, we as women, we just deal with it on some level whatsoever, like on on different levels. Um, But those three things, not feeling, not, not that that you're good enough or that you're, that that what you're doing is good enough, that you're not doing enough and that you're not being enough. Wow. Um, So with that said, those, so so the first thing is pause to consider your body behavior. Second, address the nuffs. But then the third, the, the last three things is something that probably in the last maybe three years, four years, um, I've personally adopted, but, you know, have shared it with my clients where in the morning, you know, when you go into the bathroom and you're doing your daily ablutions, okay, you see yourself, actually, mm-hmm. see, actually, you know, I've, in my book, What Mothers Never Tell Their Daughters, there's a section where I ask folks to just look in the mirror. What's the first thing that I'm going to ask you, what's the first thing when you look in the mirror, what's the first thing you see? What is the first thing I see? Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess your, your face, right? <laughs> Are you smiling? Are you right, right. So what I challenge moms to do is to look at their eyes. Mm-hmm. Because eyes are a window to what's really going on. You can have a smile on your face, but your eyes are saying something totally different. Mm. Really just see yourself first. Then you want to speak to yourself something about your value. Because if no one else says, hey, mom, or slaps you on the back and says, you're doing a good job, say something about yourself to yourself of value. Mm. Um, I love that. And then- and then lastly, after you've said that statement to yourself about your value, smile. It releases uh, the happy hormones. <laughs> yes. Uh, and really just try to start your day like that. Because, uh, you know, guaranteed, you know, as you go throughout your day, stuff's going to come flying at you. But at least what you've done is you've planted a seed. And if you do that enough times, just like working any muscle or now that I'm planting things, you plant a seed, you know, in the garden and you're like, stuff's going to grow. And yes, what you tell yourself is going to grow. So think Uh about it. Garbage in, garbage out. Good Mm -hmm. things in, good things out. That's what what you're feeding yourself, right? Exactly have a negative monster and a positive monster living inside of you? Are you going to keep feeding negativity and making that negative monster grow bigger? Mm -hmm. I used to be an elementary school teacher. So (laughs) (laughs) feeding the positive monster so that that's growing stronger and bigger. But I love what you said, right? Look at yourself, speak to yourself, say something positive. Like even if that's the last words you you say to yourself as you walk away from the mirror, and you know, and I think of that even with children, right? I yes. I personally try to to leave a positive word with, like my last words would either be "I love you" as they mm-hmm. out of the car, or "You're awesome," or, or so, yes. so that you know that the last words aren't "Pick up your socks." <laughs> but hopefully it's something positive and and i love that you said end with a smile and those smiles are contagious is there a study that actually will show that smiles release 
happy hormones. <laughs> yes, that's why. That's wow. why. Yes, they they are. Yeah, it's 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 amazing the different ways that those um, endorphins can be released. Smiling is one thing because it's easy; it doesn't cost anything. You don't have to exercise, but if you <laughs> are one who exercises, exercising also it doesn't only mm. decrease the cortisol levels, okay, but it increases your endorphins. So yeah, you could go run if you'd like. That's what I do three times a week. But right on. You know. That's fantastic. I yeah. see runners three times a week. But, I <laughs> <laughs> but, but, wait, but it makes you smile. There you go. <laughs> I guess it's not quite the same, but the happy hormones are getting released. So <laughs> it's all good. It's all good all around. Okay. So I, I want to. Okay. I don't know if I cut you into that third or was that all five? That was, that was all five. The, fir- the, the five are pause to consider your body of behavior. Two would be address the nuffs. Mm. And three would be see yourself, specifically look at your eyes, speak to yourself, something positive about your value. Mm. And then five, smile. I love it all. I really, really love your number two, which was, you know, attending to the nuffs. Love that. Love that. I just want to repeat that, right? Ladies, we got to stop thinking we're not good enough. Ladies, we have to stop thinking that we're not doing enough. And that third one, which I agree with you, not being enough. Wow. You know, and, and our, our, our kids, our families, they don't expect us or want us to be perfect this present, right? right. And sometimes that's enough. So what, you're dressed like a slob, the house is a mess, but you're there. Yes. <laughs> right. You know, and, yes, yes. and we have to, <coughs> pardon me, itchy throat. We just have to not be so hard on ourselves. And yeah, you know, yeah. and yeah, we have to learn to take compliments. And I'm saying this out loud to myself as <laughs> I my, my 13 year old daughter, her volleyball team, one of her teammates came up to me and said, oh, I love your outfit. Did I say thank you? No. The first words that came out of my mouth is like, oh, it hides my big fat belly. <laughs> <That's> oh, <what> <laughs> <I did. laughs> and she just like looked at me and then <laughs> and then I, I tapped her on the shoulder. I was like, thank you. That was really kind of you. I did acknowledge and appreciate her. But I'm like, why? Why did I have to say something negative about <laughs> And, you know, and, you know, it's interesting that that we don't those kinds of things come out of us. I'm going to include like for the longest time, my husband would give me compliments. It's going on 30 years Mm -hmm. and only in the last probably seven, eight years have I been able to receive them and take them in. So you do the math. That's a long time that I wasn't. And now that I am, it comes from somewhere. And my contention is that, you know, somewhere along the line and it's not about blaming or pointing fingers. It's really about understanding the way in which messages from mom to daughter, mom to daughter, mom to daughter have been passed down. Mm. And we just need to pause and just give some thought to it. Um, yeah, just give some thought to it. Yes, I know that magic word pause. Yes. I love that. And I must remember it. Pause. This might be pause to <laughs> part two. No. Yes, yes. Trying to pause before we speak, whether it's speaking negatively to ourselves or to our children, our spouse, our partners, just to pause. And my husband's yes. so good at that because I'm like, you got this five second delay, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and 
was like, yes. I think before I speak. I'm like, speed up that despite times two. I love that. I love it. I love it. And I'm like, okay. Oh. Let's let's continue. So. Do you have like top three anti? I know this is a big word, anxiety. So, any anti-anxiety tips for those busy moms and busy kids? What would you say here? Actually, the the whole um, anxiety topic. I know it's something that's been prevalent, especially because we've all been cooped up. <laughs> for so long um, and are trying to get to a new normal that it's bound to bring up stuff. But anxiety in and of itself, I always like folks to at least know how I'm defining it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a, it's a set of feelings of tension that kind of just builds up and it's preceded by worried thoughts and it's preceded by, you know, physical things that are going on in our body whether it's, you know, increased heart rate, sweaty palms, things of that nature that we've all heard about. Um, I guess when I hear your question, my first thought would be if I had a mom sitting here in front of me and she said that, I'd say, well, what is it about the business? What, what's that about? Mm-hmm. You know, because there's something driving it. Mm-hmm. Remember I was saying earlier about, you know, not attending to our needs, wants, and desires. Desires are are outward, um, sorry, inward drives that have an outward expression. Okay. So there's something that's driving your needing to be, or having to be, or finding yourself being busy, busy, busy. Mm. So I would ask a person to just kind of pause (laughs) to consider what's going on in the flow of your family. And does it have to be that way? Notice I said have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Does it have to be that way? Okay. Because I think uh-huh. that have to, it, it's something where um, a mom would and or her partner, spouse or significant other would need to sit down and say, okay, if this is the flow of our family, what are we prioritizing? Is it a priority for a short season or a long season? And how can we now in the midst of this season still make sure that needs, wants, and desires that we each individually have get met. Mm -hmm. So that if it means if your expectation for yourself, because you don't feel you're doing enough is I have to be at every game. Well, could it be that maybe instead of five games out of the month, you could make it to maybe two and have someone else carpool your child to the event? Mm -hmm. Or does that detract from your sense of yourself as a mother? Mm-hmm. And that's where you kind of just have enough, to, I think, right? Exa- it goes back to the nuts. Right. Exactly. 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 Mm-hmm. So, so I, I, I think to, 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 to suggest anti-anxiety tips, I'd really need to know the, the a person's background. And that kind of gets into the realm of my clinical hat as a psychologist, mm-hmm. whereas you know, a lot of the work that I do with mothers and daughters is as a mother-daughter relationship personal trainer. So I, I just want to at least make that distinction. Um, no. But, it, but it, it would be, the thing I want folks to know is that feeling anxious is natural. It's okay. The, where if you're concerned that you're, it's constantly happening 
or you're finding yourself in that state of feeling for longer periods of time, then really consult with a licensed mental health clinician Mm -hmm. to figure out, okay, is this something I need to be concerned about and or address in different ways clinically? Um, So that's what I would encourage a person to do. Can I ask then, Dr. Daring, then what is an indicator that that is the tipping point that they should seek help? If, uh, First off, when you're in the throes of it, you might not think you're in, you might not be able to see it. So you'd want to see first, is anyone saying anything to you about, man, you're so tight or girl, you you need to loosen up or, you know, why are you getting all bent out? Are you finding phrases like that being, or hearing phrases like that being said around you? Or are you noticing that, um, you're always amped, you're feeling always on, or you're, or you're thinking to yourself um, that you're resentful of always being on. If things like that are going on, then that might indicate to you, you know, let me just, it's, it's not a, a ding on your motherhood flag or your motherhood shield to actually take yourself to get some assistance figuring it out. Actually, I once, uh, a CEO friend of mine said, what they usually look for in leaders is knowing that leaders know where to get help, like where to go to get information. If they don't know, then it's okay to go (laughs) someplace where you can find out. That's great. Yeah. That is a a good sign of a, I mean, a a sign of a good leader. And Mm -hmm. as a mom, you are a role model and and, you know, letting your family know, hey, you know, I can't do that right now, or I don't know how to do that, but I'm going to see if someone else can help me or to say not, not right now. And, right. That, and it's not a sign of failure. It's just Correct. a sign of good decision-making. <laughs> good, good decision-making and awareness, you know, that, that you, and those, these are things that you're modeling for your kids. Yes. I think uh, it takes a very confident person to say you know what? That's great. I don't even know how to do that. I'm going to find someone to help me or learn how to do that. It's definitely not a sign of the opposite. Right. And if you have, if there's anyone listening who does not feel confident, just mm-hmm. know that if, if something on the inside of you has said, ah, you know, I think I heard that and, and I'm not quite sure that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's a great place to start. Mm-hmm. That's a great place to start. I love your number two of dealing, attending to the nafs, right? I guess that again, ladies, we got to stop saying that we're not good enough, that we're not doing enough and that we're not being enough. And, you know, I think we are human and absolutely we will encounter those thoughts probably daily, actually. Mm-hmm. And we just have to learn to pause and say, hey, whoa, it's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Exactly. I, love, I love the <laughs> mugs that I saw. I was like, best okayest mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> there was also a best okayest dad mug I saw. <laughs> I oh, God. took a picture of them and it was just too funny. Too funny. I, I want to ask you, Dr. Deering, mm-hmm. are there any strategies or steps that you suggest that a mom should do to just keep her cool in that moment when she's about to just lose her, just lose it. Because, you know, we're moms. There are going to be moments where we just want to go poof. 
yeah cartoons where right. a little body with a head that's just about to explode right right <laughs> or we're or we're saying you know uh you know because I said so. <laughs> That's the, just do it. Um, yeah, actually, that was the the inspiration behind the title of my book because I was having one of those moments where I was just like, they just don't understand. I can't explain it to them right now. Um, <laughs> so, in line with the the so that we can keep our cool. Um, one of the things, and anyone who hangs around me long enough knows that I love acronyms. So uh, I do too. <laughs> also, I'll start with the C. The C stands for count, <laughs> whether it's to five, to 10, to right. 100, mm-hmm. whatever it takes for you to pause. That's the whole point of the counting. All right. Once you've counted, then the next thing would be to own your feelings. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So you've paused and you just, I am like so bleep mad. <laughs> then mm-hmm. own it. That's mm-hmm. how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Next thing is you want to offer yourself an out, a way out. So mm-hmm. in the moment, okay, you, you've, you've counted one, two, three, four, five. And you're like, okay, I'm really upset right now. You've said this all to yourself, not to your daughter. Right? And, then, <laughs> and then you're going to offer your way out. This is when you verbalize. What you need in that moment, which is, you know, I'm feeling a little heated right now. I'm going to excuse myself. I'll be right back. Mm. Exit or pause or finish what you were doing. And then you turn back. And the last thing would be to listen, whether Uh it's listen to whoever it is in front of you. It's like, okay, what do you have to say? You listen to them and or listen to what's going on in your body. Mm. Okay. And. Or listen to the people around you because they might mm-hmm. be saying stuff you need to hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's going to be a way to kind of just simmer things down uh, oh. to keep your cool. And because the thing is, when you, when you feel like your head's about to pop or you're just about to explode, really, it's not about the other person in front of you. It's really about the fact that you haven't taken care of addressing a need a want or a desire that you have in that moment. And you really need to get in touch with that and figure that out. <laughs> that's why your head is wanting to explode. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like as a mom of three teen tweens, I, I understand and relate because sometimes I have those moments where I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> Just mm-hmm. Step mm-hmm. Away from- and, you know, and my kids are amazing. Like, like, Freak of nature, amazing kids and humans, but they're human and I am human and we have our moments and, you know, and then whether I have lost it or did do the pause because I can't always mm-hmm. pause, <laughs> I, I do come back and I will apologize. And, yes. And because I didn't do the cool thing, <laughs> the pop thing. <laughs> But, you know, I just love the fact that you said that you come back and you apologize because we're not perfect. The only thing that we as moms do perfectly and that we as parents do perfectly is we love our kids imperfectly. I Mm -hmm. certainly believe that. And so when you've popped or gone off, this is the most opportune time for you to actually connect with your daughter Mm. in such a new and uh, more uh, uh, a more cemented bonded way mm. by apologizing 
taking ownership of what just happened and then being specific about it. Uh, 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 an apology does not begin with the letter A, it begins with I. Mm. <laughs> okay. And so when you do that, they will learn how relationships go in terms of repairing and coming back. Because a lot of times they see things on TV, you know, all the reality shows and what people have these arguments, but they don't know, they don't show how you actually come back reparatively mm -hmm. into relating to each other. And so it's so lovely that you, you mentioned that you apologize because not a lot of moms do. And so, yes. Well, thank you. And yeah. It's so necessary and, and you got to do it at the right time, not when you're angry, because then it's not a real apology. It's there, like, there you go. Yep. Like, there you go. Oh, you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yes, and, you know, I, I love your acronym for cool, you know, countdown, right? Whether it's like just saying pause, five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> or, or, you know, and then own your feelings, like just like, you know, it is our own feelings. It's not like they purposely made you really angry. It's like, okay, why am I angry about this? Do I not understand what's going on? Or am I feeling disrespected? Like, what is it? And, and you know, offer, I love your other O is offer, offer yourself a way out yeah. at that moment and then come back and listen. Yeah. So good, right? Because it's hard to listen right off the start when you already feel defensive or angry or upset. Mm -hmm. Those ears aren't listening. And so love that so much. My, my last question here is, do you have any strategies or that are different for that working mom that's working from home? Yeah. Um, so this whole thing about um, the thing I love about your, the name of your podcast, Create Better, is that it leads into so many different things. And so I would add on to it, create better boundaries would wow. be, okay, because when you're at home, it, it's very easy when before the pandemic, you know, folks who worked outside of the home, there was a de demarcation between I leave the, the house, the apartment, and I'm out. But now with folks being at home, it, the lines get blurred. And, and so if you can create better boundaries for yourself in terms of your space and time, trusting that, okay, as you and your spouse, partner, or significant other also create space and time for yourselves, Mm -hmm. Okay, because that usually sets the tenor because if y'all ain't getting along, kids pick up on it. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, so and then create um, boundaries for your child, i.e. daughter, since we're talking about daughters. Um, and tr and know that if you're saying uh, for something for them to be occupied with something in addition to the computer stuff that they have to do for school or mm. whatnot, if you create boundaries around that so that they, and trust that they will be okay on their own, you'd be surprised. Just put some structure around it. Awesome. Um, they, will, they will entertain themselves so that you can get time. And what you're doing is you're modeling for them the fact that the world does not revolve around them Mm -hmm. which as they get older will be a very important concept for them to learn yeah. going forward, not just into their own workplace, but also into their own relationships. 
Absolutely. Right. And learning respect, respect for themselves, respect for those that are around them. And that means, you know, learning how to take care of you. And, and that is a beautiful, I love that beautiful, create better boundaries. I love that so much. You are amazing. And Dr. Daring, thank you. Thank you for your, your time and your wisdom and for coming on this podcast again. Thank you so much for having me, Elaine. I am so excited and glad that you had me here. And if anyone wanted to find you right away, Dr. Daring, where can they go? Uh, you can sign on, subscribe to my podcast, Mother Daughter Connections. Uh, and also um, in terms of my website, it's uh, www.curative connections c-u-r-a-t-i-v-e connections with an s you can find me there have a whole bunch of information and um if you happen to blow up (laughs) at your daughter and you you find yourself in arguments there's a pdf that i have for folks called uh the quick guide to less arguments it's bit.ly bit.ly backslash less arguments and that'll give you good tips there That sounds fantastic and awesome. And we will have all of that in our show notes as well. And to our listeners, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. And do take care of you because you are awesome. You are enough. You are doing so much and you are amazing. And thank you for tuning in. And again, Dr. Deering, thank you with all my heart. Everyone have a wonderful rest of the day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye for now.